And this is, of course, your daily financial news. If you don't know already, we do this daily financial news show seven days a week. Six days a week, we do it at 7.30 a.m., so you can count on that. And then on Thursdays, we do it at 7 a.m. Monday through Friday, we have our expert series where I interview multimillionaires, ask them some questions, all with the intention of helping you be a little bit better and move forward in your real estate investing business. Uh, as we talk about this today, I got to let you know, if you want to be part of the One Rental at a Time family and say that you were part of the first 17,000 subscribers, probably a good idea to subscribe today uh, as we will likely uh, tip over the 17,000 subscriber mark, likely sometime this afternoon. If you're a new subscriber, welcome. Uh, thank you for doing being a part of the family. Also be aware that I create a lot of content. I think I average four or five videos a day. I enjoy doing this stuff. So without further ado, let's get started. Well, I think the first thing we have to talk about today is a massive, massive margin call that started last Friday morning. Let me run through kind of the events of the day. It, uh, it was a family office uh, that is often being referenced as, what are you going to call this? Ar Archegos? A-R-C-H-E-G-O-S? I don't know. Whatever. It's a big old family office. But basically what happened is this family office was long, Viacom, CBS. Uh, they were very long. They were long with leverage. Uh, they, they were playing in this opaque space of non-disclosures as they were a family office versus a hedge fund and the like. But when they were long, again, long with leverage, uh, that trade went against them. Uh, if you don't know, Viacom, CBS, share price has been going like this. Nobody could explain it. And as you might imagine, uh, just like Hertz when they were in bankruptcy, one of the things that companies like to do when their stock is uh, richly valued, uh, they like to take advantage of the situation. And they tried to go to the market with a $3 billion offering. And let's just say the market didn't like it. It fell apart. That caused the stock to fall. And this individual family office who had leverage on leverage for this single name lost and uh, started with Goldman Sachs near as I can tell kind of calling their mar having their margin call and from there it got nasty right you have seen Viacom CBS down I think I don't know 40 45 percent uh, but unfortunately when that happens margin calls is going to hit a lot of companies in this book and as you will see this particular fund not only was long Viacom CBS but they were long I don't know, Chinese internet names like Tencent and things of that nature, Baidu. So they had to sell everything and sell everything. And uh, it was very interesting. And now you have, uh, you know, uh, Citigroup and JP Morgan and Goldman and Credit Suisse. Oh, Credit Suisse, man. If there's a pothole in the ro road, Credit Suisse is going to find a way to hit it. And they're all suffering or potentially suffering billion dollars in loss. I think Goldman Sachs, again, probably like most of the time, they got out early, probably suffered limited losses because, again, the first one out wins. It's the it's the slow movers that get cooked, uh, and I think there will be billions of dollars in losses in this. When I look at this situation, I go, just another reason, you know, these Wall Streeters uh, aren't necessarily any better or smarter than you or I. Uh, they just have access to bigger and more massive leverage. And when it works, 
they look like heroes and they collect on their two and 20 or whatever their pay structure is. But when it goes bad, it goes bad fast. I just wonder what else happens. When I look at a fund like this, right, I, I think of them as the first domino in a series. You just never know how many. Because what happens? Okay, this company takes out CBS, Viacom. Viacom goes down 50%. But as we've just said, it took out all these other Chinese, I don't know, internet companies. My thinking is, oh my God, what other fund maybe had nothing to do with CBS, Viacom, or Viacom, CBS, excuse me, but maybe they were highly leveraged in the Chinese internet names. Could they be taken out next? And if so, what other stocks do they have in their book? I don't know. That's why I don't play in the stock market. You know my story, 7 into 197, back to 40. Haven't played in the stock market since. Uh, it's just a casino. It's a casino with people who have bigger tools and leverage and let egos get in the way. And uh, sometimes if you're in a company and one of those players come out, ouch. Anyways, then we have um, CDC, eviction moratorium. I was asked on our live stream Saturday morning. If you don't know, we do a live stream uh, every Saturday at 8 a.m. about the CDC eviction moratorium. I said on that call, and I love the fact that these are recorded, you can go back and listen. I said it's very likely to be extended through the summer. I also said and stand by the fact that I think it is unconstitutional. Uh, I've talked to a couple of lawyers and attorneys. We've talked about, I think it's the Fifth Amendment, if memory serves. Uh, there's a clause called the Taking Clause. And basically, the federal government and state governments can't interact in contracts and leases are contracts. Anyways, I don't know why there's not more lawsuits on this, uh, more filings. I know there's been one in Texas and one in Tennessee, I think. But anyways, it looks like the CDC eviction moratorium is going to be extended. I still think it is unconstitutional, but oh well. The good news here is I think that's the last time. Uh, when I've been asked about the CDC eviction moratorium being extended before, I was like, yeah, it probably will be, but I, and I just don't see an end. I now see an end, right? I've talked about the next 12 months being very different than the last 12 months. We have to pay attention to that. There's going to be lots of money made in that statement. Pay attention, do your homework, get ready. And one of those changes is the eviction moratorium will end. I do not see it being extended past June 30th, right? In the United States, we are now jabbing 3 million people a day, right? We got to get through this. We have, you know, we're going from dark to light, and as I said on the Saturday live stream, I think we will be in the light by the summer, which will mean, thankfully, the eviction moratorium is over June 30th. We'll see. Could be wrong. But, you know, it's my opinion. Uh, again, remember that video I did, I think, on Saturday after my uh, interview with Ty on Friday. I think the next 12 months is going to be different, and there's money in that. So figure out what worked the last 12 and what's going to be different. Uh, again, just more examples of what I'm seeing. Comic-Con, for example. Uh, no, I don't go to Comic-Con, but they're talking about opening up you know, the Thanksgiving weekend. That's a big deal, right? Disneyland's opening. Next, have you guys checked Airbnb or uh, ARBO? They are flooded, flooded with requests for summer vacations. Again, folks, I told you mm, 10 days ago, that I saw this coming, and Olivia and I got ahead of it, booked some great tickets uh, somewhere. Uh, surprise interview at 1230. More on that will come out, what we did. 
Uh, I'm actually interviewing the guy who helped me put it together. Uh, but yeah, again, the next 12 months will be different than the last. And if you're paying attention, you could do some pretty special things, I think. Also on the way, we obviously have had an inordinate amount of stimulus more coming with infrastructure, but realize we've got to pay for it somehow. So I fully expect the largest tax increase probably ever. Uh, I've done some reading over the weekend and most people are saying since 1942. I don't know what happened in 1942. I got to go back and look at it. But yes, taxes are going to go up. They're going to go up on the rich or the wealthy. You got to be careful with that because the line between rich and wealthy keeps moving. Sometimes they put it so low, it's kind of upper middle class, but taxes are going up, but also taxes are going up on corporations. Realize that that will impact bottom line. Could 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 goose inflation a little bit because, yeah, you can, you can collapse margin a little bit, but you can also raise price. So this stuff's coming. I want to play an over-under game with you. Uh, remember in my week ahead video, I think it was Saturday this week, we talked about uh, Friday, A, the stock market being closed. I believe it's good Friday. But there's a critical, probably the most important economic metric of the week comes out on Friday. And that is going to be how many jobs were created in March. So I want to do an over-under with you. If you do me a favor, if you're going to answer this, wait for this video to post so we can go back and look at it. Uh, I want to know the over-under of 400,000 jobs. Do you think we created 400,000 jobs in March? That's an important metric. Just so we know, what is the, the, the smart, the street, if you will, is calling for 360. I've rounded it up to 400. This is why that's an important question. A, the stock market's closed, so they're going to get to chew on it for three days. But if we create more than 400,000 jobs, I believe that will be a sign to the bond vigilantes that inflation is going to be here sooner and bigger than they expect. If we bring in less than 400,000 jobs, it will be kind of validation that the Fed is on target with, hey, Janet Yellen's a labor economist. I've told you that many times. She's going to be like, yep, keep your foot on the gas. Keep spending money like you're drunk. So we'll see. That's important. So let me know. Over or under 400,000 jobs created in March? Let me see. I will, uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to go over on that. So that's what I got for you today. Uh, and then the last thing to talk about is there's a um, economist, Ed Yardini, um, talking about the 10-year being 3% in 12 months. Wow. I read that article sad on Sunday, and I still haven't absorbed that. Do you know what a 3-year, 3% 10-year treasury does to interest rates? That's probably five and a half ish that that will slow down the economy right that would be uh that's too much that would hurt so in the end his article was saying hey the economy is going to be so booming so growing it could absorb three percent i don't know if i agree with that but you know we will see in the end, today is an exciting day. It's Monday. It means our expert series kicks off. We got Greg Dickerson here in about 18 minutes, and we got a surprise interview at 1230. Uh, again, folks, if you don't know already, I don't edit any of my videos. We do it all live, and we just post because, again, I'm here to have some fun. I like doing this stuff in the morning, and then I get on with my day. Have fun, and remember, subscribe. Be part of the first 17,000. Have a wonderful day. Today's a great day to make some money. Let's be better than yesterday. Bye-bye.